We are Gathering of the Geeks, a podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out episode two, the one where we talk about studio leakage. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how's it going tonight, man? Going pretty good. How about you? Yeah, doing well. I was telling you uh, off air that I've been doing a puzzle all day, so my eyes are a little... Uh, little bugging out of my head so it's going to be it's it's actually weird that i want to go to a screen because i've been uh off and on uh with a, a, a puzzle for my eyebrows so i think uh, staring at the screen staring at the polka dot background is not going to help but we'll see how this <laughs> goes right. i'll try not to look directly into the soul of I, the white dots i still get lost looking at those so i can't really stare at them like i'm doing right, doing it right now and i'm seeing colors <laughs> i might need to switch that for the next episode or something yeah let's see <laughs> Uh, so I just want to say hello to the people in our YouTube live chats. We've got Zeddy, we've got Cindy, we've got Grabs, we've got Eric Summers, we've got Cookie Monster and Juan already in the comments, guys. Thanks so much for uh, joining us so early on and uh, uh, enjoy. Enjoy the chats and let us know if you have any comments, questions, anything like that. So we're going to start off the show like we do every single week and we're going to be talking about what we read, what we watched, what we consumed this week. Chris, what'd you get up to this week, man? Before we do that, Cindy had a comment that made me giggle from as soon as we started. All right. Studio leakage sounds like an STD or medicinal side effect. Now, what's funny is when Emmett asked me, should we call it this? <laughs> he didn't put studio in front of it. Nope. So the original title of this episode was actually the one where we talk about leakage. <laughs> I was like, I don't think we can call it that. Chris shut it down pretty quick. He didn't even think about it. No, no. <laughs> We are very collaborative, but sometimes we cannot just have leakage. So, okay, moving on from leakage. Uh, I, I consumed quite a bit of stuff this week. Nice. Um, as far as like movies, TV go, I watched the entire series of Wolf Like Me on Peacock. It's only six episodes. They're about 25-ish minutes long. So I, uh, I dedicated my la last night and some of this morning to that. I watched uh, The Last Duel. Which will be the last time I ever watch that. Zing. I was gonna... <laughs> uh, and then um, Encanto, which is a beautiful film. If you have not watched it, go watch Encanto. It's beautiful. And then on the reading side, I read a lot of Spider Man still. I finished off Spider Man Blue. And I also read Rain, number one. After I think you were raving about it, and so was Cookie mm -hmm. Monster. I had yep. to check it out, so I read that. Nice. Uh, I watched Encanto today as well. Um, I put it on while I was doing the puzzle, and my son and uh, my wife and I watched it. it it's good. Um, it's it's like it's a nice. I don't want to say it's an easy watch too. It's not very long, um, but yeah, it's really, uh, really, really well. And it, uh, I guess it it made me think of just um, of Coco, obviously because okay. of the Spanish influences of it and the musical aspect of it too. Um, but yeah, Encanto was great fun for sure. It was. We don't talk about Bruno, but we will talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very entertaining. I was going to say, I saw the, the, I don't know if it was a meme or just the conversation on Twitter, just about the Bruno song before I even knew what it really was. And, and my son is like, who's Bruno? Who's Bruno? I'm like, but I'm sure we're going to find out soon. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I'm, I watch a lot of TikToks, as does Cindy, who's in the comments. And you cannot escape that we don't talk about Bruno's song on TikTok. It is everywhere. Okay. And I didn't know what it was. So I was like, what is this thing? And then when I saw them, I was like, oh, okay, so this is how it fits in. Also, <laughs> Bruno is voiced by John Leguizamo, 
who was mm-hmm. one of my favorite like smaller actors. Mm. So it was just really cool to have him in a Disney movie. Disney movie of all things. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was. Uh, he didn't really. T- um, usually, when like a voice actor who was popular or a big name kind of maybe takes you out of it a little bit. I didn't feel that with him at all. He felt like he was really, um, really going in for the role and uh, his his role as as Bruno. Um, I thought he did really well. I think he's probably like the biggest name in the movie too. Um, I think the rest are more small uh, actors, voice actors. Well, the main character's voice—I can't remember her name—but the actress mm-hmm. who is in Brooklyn Nine One One. Beatrice something if anybody in the comments knows um but anyway grab says he doesn't know what we're talking about Encanto is a new Disney film about um a Spanish family who they have a candle that gives them powers yeah they're called gifts they have gifts right like not like X-Men gifts but gifts yeah that's right (laughs) and uh so they um they have this house and it's powered by this candle and then the magic kind of goes awry and the main character has to figure out what is going on. Mm-hmm. That is Encanto in a nutshell without any spoilers. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good one for sure. Um, and, man, I love the Disney Plus stuff. Like, uh, there was a lot of talk recently about that um, that other Pixar movie that's going to Disney Plus recently. I think it's called Turning Red. Yes, the one about the big red panda. Excited. Yeah, I'm very excited about it, too. Um, but, yeah, like, I... I I'm one that's happy about it. You know, I, I don't have to pay to go to the movies to take my son or my, uh, my wife or, or my daughter to the movies. Not that it's a bad thing, but if I can stay at home, watch movies on Disney plus kids movies, especially, you know, my son can run around and be uh, a kid. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, I think it's easier for the kids. Movies. Plus, you know, I think as a kid, even as a, cause I've watched it twice this week while I, I watch nice. <laughs> but um, kids generally want to watch something like one, like back to back. So it's easy for that too. What was wrong with the last duel? Before I do that, Warren okay. says, Pest is the first movie he saw, John, John Leguizamo. And I'm so glad someone else remembers the movie, The Pest. I love that dumb movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> also, um, Cindy is right. They were Colombian. That was my mistake. It's an encounter. They're, in, they're Colombian. Uh, what was wrong with the last duel? It's hard to explain without spoiling it, but um, it's a very touchy subject for what it is. It's about sexual assault, mm-hmm. and it's uh, very graphic, and I don't know if we needed it to be that graphic. I don't think that we did, and uh, that kind of bothered me. And, uh, you know, I love Ben Affleck. He's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> I don't think him as a a count or whatever the hell he was in the 13th century of in France yeah. was what I needed to see. Because when he speaks, he kind of sounds like a mixture of himself and, you know, kind of like he sounds in Geely or something. Something is weird there. <laughs> you love Geely. I didn't love you. That. I liked you. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> but yeah, Affleck is one of the worst things in this movie. From the trailer that I saw, however uh, long ago that was, just seeing Ben Affleck in that trailer with that weird haircut, it just <laughs> felt weird. It just like, what are you doing in this movie? Like, it, you don't seem like you should be cast in this movie. Well, you know, the, so the haircut and the beard kind of sold me because, like, man, I need to see what the hell he's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in. It's kind of like when I see uh, like Nicholas Cage do something crazy. Well, I gotta see that. That's right. <laughs> Or like here, Tom Cruise is doing some kind of stunt where he's running on like an airplane while he's parachuting off of it at the same right. time. You, you have to watch things like that, or I do. 
So one of the other, the big interesting thing that I think from a lot of people that I'm seeing, trusted people, uh, Zeddy, Nico, you, um, and I think somebody else on Twitter is saying that they didn't like this movie. Directed by Ridley Scott, he also did House of Gucci, mm-hmm. which also from your reviews, Zeddy and Nico's reviews, um, isn't the most well put together movie. Um, you know, what do you think about the Ridley Scott factor of... Um, you know, directing, producing movies going forward, you know. Um, he's obviously much older in age than uh, he was when he was making good movies, <laughs> you know, back <laughs> in the 80s, movie. late 70s, that kind of thing. Um, but he is still, like, he has a name. Like, it's you hear Ridley Scott, you, you know, almost just think to yourself, oh, he's a good director, sure, it's Ridley Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about Ridley Scott going forward, you know, in, I guess, the year of 2021 and beyond? I think like any great director, he's just aging. And also like any director, period, you're going to have some hits and you're going to have some not-so-great movies. Now, The Last Duel, I don't think, falls into that not-so-great. It's just an uncomfortable movie that I don't need to see again. It was good, but I don't need to see it again. Whereas House of Gucci, from my understanding, is one of those that it was a complete miss for people. Mm-hmm. Um, not just with the story itself, but also with the cast. Like, you know, our friends over at The Vigilante... Um, they love to talk about Jared Leto's accent. And yeah. I've, I've actually seen a clip of it, and it is exactly as they say it is. It's is hilarious. <laughs> I, I kind of, he's not like like one of the Mario brothers. It's amazing. Yeah, what do they say? What do they call him? Cousin Morbio? Mor- yeah, makes Morbio. It, Jared Leto, his character in Harisaguchi with Morbius, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, if they made a Morbio movie, I'm there, day one. <laughs> but um, I think that he's, you know, he's just bound for some losses, and his attitude toward things is is not good right you know he wanted to blame all kinds of stuff for the last duel except mm-hmm. a very important factor he, <laughs> i don't know how to say this gently but the last duel you know is about sexual assault mm-hmm. i don't think you're going to get droves of people to see that mm-hmm. especially the way it's presented here now i will say that the message of it works toward the end but still um, so he he's just aging, man. You know, you're going to have hits and misses. And when you're more vocal, people are going to pay more attention to your track record. That's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, I, I agree with that, that last part again, for sure. And, it's, you know, it's funny um, thinking about older directors who, um, you know, their prime has long passed them. But when you think about, you know, Steven Spielberg and West Side Story that came out in December um, and it's getting, you know, the ravest of reviews for, the way it handled its, um, you know, material from uh, an older, older context, um, that kind of thing. You know, I wonder, and I wonder about an aging director, but I think it's more like you were saying, Chris. You know, Scott is putting himself more out there um, in a negative sense, whereas he's in the news more. So maybe that's affecting um, the way our people are seeing him or seeing his movies. Um, going forward which is a shame you know uh, obviously he Ridley Scott can say whatever he wants I think he's earned that sense mm-hmm. um, but if you're if you're obviously if you're talking about everything in a, a negative connotation if you're blaming something um, for why one of your movies isn't doing well um, it's just not a good look I don't think it's not it's not and I, I don't think that it's yes you, you have earned the right to speak your opinion I mean everybody has the right to speak their opinion and, and, you know, being Ridley Scott, who he is in the world of Hollywood, yep. you know, he has just as much say-so in things, I'm sure, as Mark Scorsese does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
Scorsese continuously puts out quality. Sure. You know, if he wants to say Marvel is not cinema, that's up to him. But at the same time, I think, well, his movies are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, who even cares what other people think? Like what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's for sure. You can say whatever you want as long as you back it up. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, yeah. and if you're not if you're not hurting anybody, um, as well, um, I'm glad you talked about that you read uh, Superman or Spider-Man Blue, because um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting into that soon. And something that I read this week was Daredevil Yellow, huh. um, with the the Loeb and and Sale stuff. So I'm I, I have all of the um, the color series um, in either um, single issue form or um i have the captain america white in a little hardcover um but yeah i'm really excited to read this stuff and i'm mostly excited because you know the more you read comics the more you realize you don't know anything i'm just talking about myself here so the more i read in comics the more i have no idea about comics i know everything Um, you know uh, yeah (laughs) like i i read long halloween dark victory haunted night all of uh, Tim Sale Loeb stuff when I was, you know, as I was buying them when I was a little bit younger than I am now, not realizing that, you know, these two these two people don't haven't just written Batman before they've written other stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And my my very limited uh, knowledge about Marvel Comics in general, I had no idea these series existed. Um, I wanted to say until maybe six months ago. Um and so it's really interesting now reading them, um, again, about my limited knowledge in Marvel Comics, but also, I guess, my limited knowledge about Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb as well. Um, I really don't know much about anything that they've done other than their, um, you know, uh, their big stuff, like Long Halloween and Dark Victory, all that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting getting into this stuff um, and seeing a different side of characters that I think I know a little bit of. Like Daredevil, I've seen the TV show on mm-hmm. Netflix, and I've read the new stuff from Zdarsky. Um, but I haven't read any of the big stuff. I, I've read a little bit of the Bendis run just because I was curious. Um, you know, so what do you think about that, Chris? Like you, you, you said you read Spider-Man Blue. Were you always um, aware of the the sale and and Loeb color series? Yes. So I'd actually read the first issue of Spider-Man Blue years ago. I read it a long time ago, and I liked it, but I didn't really. Um, I forgot why, but I didn't finish it. And so I, I also knew there was the Daredevil. No, I didn't know there was Daredevil. I'm sorry. I knew there was the Hulk book. But I don't care about Hulk, really. I'm not a big Hulk fan. Right. Um, I don't smash. So <laughs> not into that. And the Captain America book, though, is I, I didn't know about that, too. But Daredevil mm-hmm. was the one that uh, Zeddy actually told, told me about the other night. Mm. And so that is next on my list. But as far as, like, Globe goes, like, like you, I love the DC stuff he yeah. puts out there. absolutely love it. I didn't know that he had great stuff on the other end of the aisle too, mm-hmm. because Spider-Man Blue was fantastic. Um, I really like that a lot, and he he goes into um, so Spider-Man Blue. For those who don't know, is after the death of Gwen Stacy, and it's Peter dealing with that, and um, kind of seeing the start of their relationship and how everything went. So that was that was pretty cool, but it's a it's a very heavy. Uh, subject and so the spider-man stuff in it is not so the way Loeb is able to balance the two things between sad peter and peter in the suit cracking jokes and stuff is just really well done for lack Mm -hmm. of a better word it's amazing (laughs) and i highly recommend spider-man blue 
And you know, and the funny thing is, I never really cared to read Spider-Man books until No Way Home, which is the mm-hmm. biggest compliment I can give that movie. I watched it, and I am now reading Spider-Man comics. <laughs> uh, every, a lot of what you said about Blue is a lot what I can say about Daredevil Yellow as well. You know, um, having you know uh, Matt Murdock and Daredevil. One obviously wears a suit in a courtroom. One wears a suit when he's you know smashing up bad guys um, on the street. So. The well, one thing that I got from from uh, Yellow was the the uh, duality between the two characters, but how close they were as well. Um, the writing is outstanding. Um, the art's just as good as you know the um, anything in the Long Halloween or Dark Victory or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm interesting about the you know the progression. You said that Sp- um, Spider-Man Blue is about uh, Gwen Stacy being gone and mm-hmm. how Peter's dealing with it, and that's what uh, not to spoil. Yeah, not to spoil Daredevil Yellow, but it's about after Karen is gone and how Matt is dealing with that as well. Okay. So that's an interesting thing. Like, um, if this is what happens, if it's about our heroes dealing with a loss in some way, um, you know, it plays out from um, the first issue all the way to the to the last about um, Matt, you know, I don't want to say maybe saying goodbye or, um, you know, getting a last a last word in about Karen um in some way so it you know the the it's very meaningful it's very sad um but it's also just damn good um you know and the yellow suit was also something i had no idea about as well um you know daredevil yellow obviously um i thought i was wondering how yellow was going to be uh factored into the story um yeah it's a great I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to read the rest of the color series i can't recommend it enough for any comic fan not just a superhero fan or or um just somebody who reads indies i think they're they're must read comic books if there if there is any cindy is completely correct if i can read tynan i can read any batman um but yeah i I am also interested to read the color series especially daredevil because i like daredevil anyway and i have read some daredevil comics um currently my favorite daredevil book is actually and this is gonna be a surprise frank miller stuff that is a surprise (laughs) yeah um, I actually really like the Frank Miller Daredevil. I think he did a fantastic job with them. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, no, like you said, it's interesting to to read things based off of writer and an artist, and then to branch off more than like you said, you want to read Spider Man comics because of a movie. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I I want to read more Marvel comics because of certain um, you know certain runs by writers and artists and stuff. You know, I want to see what else um, Loeb and Sailor up to if they've done anything else in Marvel and you know. If there's more Daredevil comics that are like this, that I that I'd be interested in, um, you know. And Lauren, our friends in the comics, mentioning about uh, the Superman Red and Blue and something was good for DC. Uh, the other one that makes me think of Superman from Lobo Sale is the Superman for All Seasons. Yeah, I think it's called that. I mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I if uh, I keep looking on my comic shop online to see if I can get my hands on that one. Um, Another book that I was not aware of, even though it is in the DC world, um, that I'm really excited if I can find that to read that. We're learning stuff every day or weekly. Exactly. Season. Oh, that's exactly. So I'm, I'm sticking with a theme this week for what I read, uh, read and watched. So um, Yellow Jackets, uh, season oh. one. The season finale is tonight. It's airing in about 40 minutes. I will miss it. I will watch it tomorrow. Um, it's a very good show. Um, it's good. If anybody hasn't watched it, it's about a plane of uh, a team, uh, a girls team, soccer team that crashes in the wilderness and they have to live there. Um, and all this shit happens, obviously, them living in the woods. But then it's also got um, present day stories about some of their survivors. Uh, um, 
of the plane crash and how they're still dealing with things that happened in the woods and all that kind of stuff. It's got Juliette Lewis in it. It's got Christina Ricci in it. Um, and they are just as you would think they are. Um, you know, Christina Ricci kind of uh, has made a life and Juliette Lewis as well has made a life out of playing, um, I don't want to say messed up, but um, strange, different, um, not your normal uh, female protagonists, and they are not as in this as well, and that's almost almost why it makes it so good. Um, it's a great show. I can't wait for the season finale because uh, a lot of bonkers, crazy shit is happening right now. Um, so if anybody's not watching that, it's like Lord of the Flies, but with the female version. Um, it's very, 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 very good, Chris. I think you, I think I told you about it once already. You probably haven't watched it because you're a crazy man. You'd watch, you know, get backlog of things and right. never get caught up. I did want. I, I watched that whole thing between two nights. So that was surprising. I watched that whole Wolf Like Me show. That oh was yeah, pretty, that was a big deal <laughs> right. for me. Two nights. <laughs> yeah, because I, I figured, well, I should leave something to watch tomorrow. So, but I split it up. I, Yellow Jackets is on my list, though. I didn't know what it was till you just described it. I just knew of the cast that had something to do with the forest. Yeah, and sometimes that's all I need. Yeah, I we, this one would have been a good game for you. Yellow jackets in the poster is a is like a girl crying with a, a bug on her face. It's like a yellow jacket. So there's no way you would have got what that show was. No, well, I I didn't know what rain was when I read it. I had a completely <laughs> different idea of what rain was. Oh, did you read that blind? Yes. All I, I all I wanted knowing is that you liked it and Cookie Monster yeah. liked it. Yeah. Yeah, Rain's a good one because um, they kind of tease what's going to be happening through from the start of the book until the end of the book and then seeing what happens by the end of it. Um, yeah, Juan on, uh, on in the comments here, uh, those two are an amazing team, Ricci and Juliet. It's true. Um, it's really interesting to watch. Christina Ricci is the highlight of the show uh, for the present day stuff. She's, uh, she plays a character named Misty. Um, she's just as messed up and just as fun and just as creepy as you would think that she is. Um, it's really outstanding, really outstanding show. Yes, we do allow the weekly dump, Cindy, but not. Yes. <laughs> Cindy is making a joke about our, our weekly dump topic, but no, we're not uh, naming this show just leakage. Um, I think that's just an afterthought on our, our side for sure. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. It might be. Maybe it was calculated. I don't know. Yeah, calculated in the step. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you read and watch? Um, I didn't really read much else. I read Rain, like like um, you said, and I've been I. Um, what did I? Oh, I wanted to read something. I had it there. Oh, I read uh, a Batman book by. By Azarello and Bermeo. Um, Death Blow after the fire. It's a three right. issue. I haven't read that one. Yeah, that's another one. You know, as much as you read comics, you have no idea about comics. It's just there, there's so many of them. It's a three issue series. It's very short. Um, I'm not sure when it came out because it says the best selling team behind Joker, but I feel like this was before Joker, just because it looks like just a uh, a repackage um, or whatever. Um, it's a uh, it's okay. It's not bad. Um, if it were released today, it would be uh, a DC Black Label book. Um, that kind of thing, you know, Azarello, um, Bermejo, or, you know, like peanut butter and chocolate. They're a great team. Um, sure. if you like peanut butter and chocolate, whatever, pick, okay, a, pick a, pick a team. They're good together. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. anyways, I got this at the dollar store, um, uh, Dollarama for three bucks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, nice little find, um, you know, Bermejo's, um, Chris and I, you know, we talk about it all the time. Bermejo's great. 
really not much else you can say. It's an okay artists. story, though. Yeah, one of the best Batman artists for sure. Did you see um, his cover for Detective this week? Is that the one with the car outside Arkham Asylum? Or no, the, the one kid. where he's holding a girl? Or he's holding a kid. Yeah, with the, the neon light behind yeah, him. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy that book. I don't want to read it. I just want that cover. It's the best one so that. far. Yeah. I hate doing <laughs> That's that. That's the thing. I, I don't read Detective Comics um, physically. I read it digitally. I'm like, but if I were to buy one and not read a book, this would be that book. Like Romeo's so covers from I forget when he started, um, ten forty, ten thirty nine. I can't remember. He's been doing them for a while now. Yeah, and I, I follow him on Instagram, and I almost just wait for the daily, where he just updates every cover <laughs> that he's done. Um, yeah, Zeddy's making a comment about my shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing the Vigil nineteen thirty nine shirt. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I think that one with the neon light that Romeo's doing for if you said that this week might be my favorite one. He's got one coming up with Robin on it. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. It's really, really good. The colors aren't as good. Obviously, the neon light in the in, in this one, uh, the newest one, is just incredible. Um, it's almost one of those things you wish, or I think I yeah, I wish I knew that he was doing the covers for Detective. So I better started at the beginning and just kept collecting them because trying to find them now might be impossible. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say though, if you just wanted to get into the story, it just started a couple of issues ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the covers yeah, have the been sh- for a while. Shadow of the Bat or whatever, something like that. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I I just bought a couple of the books. You know, I got my pile. Yeah, I know you got the pile. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. What I didn't really watch anything else other than Lost. Still catching them. So, um, I think I'm three quarters of the way through season four right now. Um, I watch Yellow Jackets, and that was pretty much it. I didn't read too much other than uh, Daredevil Yellow and then uh, Batman Deathblow after the fire. So that's it for what I read this week. Are you ahead of Grabs on Lost now? Where is he? Where Grabs, where are you on Lost? Let me know in the comments, man. I'll let you know. Um, yeah, season four. There are a lot of weird stuff happening. Flash forwards, flashbacks, all that kind of stuff. So that's it for the weekly dump. What we watched, what we read. This. Maybe we should change that. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. I, I, I exemplified the dump this time. So maybe that was why, just because Cindy said something. I won't do that next time. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't sound the best. <laughs> we'll come up with something next week, maybe. It's a work in progress. Yeah, this is all a work in progress. <laughs> just, just stare at the dots, guys. Yeah, that's right. So, guys, if uh, there's anything else you read, watch, let us know in the comments. Uh, hit us up and let us know. Um, um, as for the second uh, topic of the uh, of our show tonight, and that would be the poll, our weekly poll, which you can find on our Twitter uh, account, G of the Geeks on Twitter. So this week we wanted to know um, kind of about, about your what if for Spider-Man movies. Um, you know, he's the king of the MCU. Thanks for thanks to No Way Home. But if you could go back and get one of these films made, which would it be? Would it be Rami's, Rami's Spider-Man 4 or The Amazing Spider-Man 3? Um, Chris, what would you have picked if you were to choose an option in this poll? Um, I would have went with Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 3. I, mm-hmm. I think it was Zeddy who said in the comments that um, we had a really good picture of where Toby's Spider-Man was going. So that story's like wrapped up. Whereas Andrew Garfield, we don't know where he was going to go. We only know where he was going now. Right. Um, after a certain film was released. So I would uh, I'd definitely like to see that and throw in Venom or something. Or have him appear in the Venom movie. Let's do that. 
the the big thing that I was seeing that people just want more Andrew Garfield as yeah. Spider Man. I think that's the thing. I think you know, I don't think those movies were appreciated when they came out. Um, no. They were kind of laughed at and joked at how um, you know specifically the second one tried to do too much, tried to build too fast into the Sinister Six, all that kind of stuff. But going back now, um, I think they're getting a lot more uh, praise and um, deservedly so. Um, they're my favorites of the Spider-Man movies, just those two, one and two. I like them more than the Toby um, Raimi movies. So that would be my pick too, with be the Amazing Spider-Man three, just to see what else they could do. You know, they had so many interesting characters. Um, you know, see what what happened with the Green Goblin. Um, you know, and see what actually happened with that Sinister Sticks, what they were going to build towards. I think that was the biggest thing is that they were building towards something, and it felt like by three, um, like you were saying, we kind of knew what was going to be happening with Toby and. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is just I, I, I like the, I like those movies right away when they were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, Peter Parker. He's my he's my Peter Parker. Um, so I of course want to see more um, more of him going forward. And I, I wonder about that idea of bringing him back now. I wonder if that would work. Um, you know, you say in a Venom movie, what, what what's yeah. the idea behind that? Well, I think that we are now getting well, maybe we already are in a period where people can accept there's two versions in two universes of the same character. I think that's just some we're all going to, whether we like it or not, we'll be accepting this year. And so I think with that, you know, thought in mind, having Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, maybe not give him his own solo franchise, because that could be problematic for Sony, but to stick him in like a Venom movie and he gets that last hurrah. And also he gets to fight an alien, you know, I think that might be cool. And, and it, it it just seems like something you'd want to do because who does not want to see Venom and Spider-Man? And I, I think Spider-Man 3 was not the most satisfying version of that that we could have had. Um, I don't hate the movie. I really don't. I think it's got some good stuff in it. I don't even think Toby dancing is the worst part. I will always stand by the worst That's scene. That's not the worst that, part? No, the worst scene, to me, the worst scene in that movie is actually... When Harry and Mary Jane are dancing in the kitchen. Oh, they're making breakfast or something stupid? They're making breakfast or whatever the hell they were doing. And they're playing the twist. Like, you guys are like 30-something or maybe late 20-somethings. I don't imagine this is what you're doing in the kitchen, listening to this and doing the twist. (laughs) It's just a weird thing. And it was very cringy. I hate it. But um, that, to me, is the worst scene in the movie. And so, but the Venom stuff wasn't bad, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people did not like the look of him, which I get. He he just looked like black suit Spider-Man with some teeth. But I, I think that there's room for improvement, of course. Yeah, I and, thought the Venom stuff was all right. I thought that wouldn't be my, um, you know, one of the worst things either that I would say. I like the Venom stuff and you know, like the the church scene. I thought that's you know, great. I thought that was great. And I like Topher Grace. I know that's going to get me stoned yeah. or something. Somebody's going to throw a stone at me, but. I like Topher Grace. He's yeah, I agree. Back. And yeah, <laughs> you know what? This and then you know they added you know the stuff with Gwen Stacy, um, that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. What do you think about that inclusion of of her, you know, and Mary Jane in the same kind of movie? I always forget Gwen Stacy's in it. Yeah, that's right. It's Bryce Dallas Howard. I can um, Gwen Stacy. <laughs> she's not used well. She's just kind of used mm-hmm. as a a foil for Mary Jane, and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. But again, it's forgettable, so it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting that both movies, um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, almost tried to do too much. You know, too many characters, I think. Um, You know, Venom and Sandman, Gwen Stacy and um, Mary Jane, and then the uh, and stupid Harry or Franco is uh, Harry Osborn, uh, which I think I agree with you that dance scene in the kitchen is worse. I think, you know, James Franco in that movie is the worst part of that movie. Um, I, I, I don't think he's a good um, a Harry Osborn at all, but that's a, another conversation altogether. So, guys, what do you think uh, in the comments um, or even just let us know on that Twitter account if you haven't voted already or you can't vote now? Um, but you can just let us know. Um, what do you guys want to see? Do you want to see more Andrew or more more Toby? Or you know, and I wonder about you know seeing No Way Home now. Do you think that makes a difference? What we see now, like if they were to actually make another one, do you think people would be satisfied with having the Toby stuff and saying, okay, that's enough of Toby? And maybe because Andrew's a little bit younger, um, you know, what do you think after No Way Home? What people would want to see? What do you want to see, Chris? Well, I think Grabs is right here with this comment. If you put out a good movie, it doesn't matter if there's 19 universes. Mm-hmm. I believe he's absolutely right because mm-hmm. how many Batman movies are we going to watch? As many as they make, you know? Exactly. I will watch as many as they put out there. Same thing with like Spider-Man, Captain America, I'm there. Yeah. So um, I think that No Way Home does change things because, yeah, you get, like, like I said earlier, I think we had um, enough of Toby to begin with. Because his story was closed, we got it. He was right. he was going to ride off in the sunset or swing, whatever the hell he's going to do. And then Andrew Garfield also kind of gets um, a little bit of his story wrapped up, you know, now. But I'd still like to see it, I'd like to see him again. And I think that's what's going to fuel a lot of fans because a lot of them seem to feel the same way. We got the Raimi stuff. We're good. Andrew got shortchanged. Give mm-hmm. us at least one more performance. And even it'll be no good. Say his enthusiasm for the role is really cool. I love seeing actors be excited about these movies, like Leslie Grace or um, Mm -hmm. even Ezra Miller. The way he talks about the Flash, the Mm -hmm. way Chris Evans loves Captain America, and it goes on. I love seeing that kind of enthusiasm, and Mm -hmm. so he has that for Spider Man. So why not give him another shot if he wants to do it? Especially when you have these two separate universes. You have the MCU. Which he's yeah. not allowed in, yeah. I guess. And yeah. you have the Sony verse where anything really goes there. We have a Morbius movie coming. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, I think I think that's right. Anything goes, and you know, it's and it's Cavill true, loves, Cindy's right. Cavill does love The Witcher as well. Henry yeah. Cavill loves The Witcher, and I love him doing The Witcher. You know, there, there's more than one Spider-Man, there, and there's been more than one Spider-Man for you know a very long time. Um, yep. You know, I th- I think I think it does make sense that there can be more than one Spider-Man on the screen. Um, cause in the, at the end of the day, like the general audience, all they see is Spider-Man. They don't see, you know, Ben Riley or Miles Morales or Peter Parker. They just see a guy in a Spider-Man suit. Um, you know, I think that's the, the whole idea behind even the creation of the character. Um, you know, he's covered all the way. He's got a mask and a full body suit. He's just Spider-Man so he can be anyone. So having more than one Spider-Man on the screen at the same time just makes sense to me. Having an amazing Spider-Man or a superior Spider-Man, spectacular Spider-Man series, and then the MCU stuff, I think makes total sense. And for everyone involved, the studio, Sony, Marvel, Disney, it's just going to mean more money. And there's also into the Spider-Verse that's coming. So we already have multiple on screen at one time anyway. So why not? I agree 100%. And if it means more uh, Andrew Garfield, 
uh, in general, that's great because he's an outstanding actor who deserves more uh, fame, notoriety if he doesn't have enough already. Because, um, you know, he had a great year in 2021. He did. Um, he really did. You know, Tick, Tick, Boom and No Way Home. The and little the was in No Way Home. Yeah. So, he, you know, he was big this year. And I hope it means more for him. I hope it means great success for him. Um, so perhaps... Grab says, of course, there can be more than one, but we are not paying to make the movies. Fear of past failures is a real in movie business. In the movie business. He, he's right there. So I'm just going to start donating checks to Sony and whichever company I want them to make the movies of. <laughs> he, he is right. Though. I mean, as fans, we could we could spitball and hope and do, and, you know, do whatever mm-hmm. we want. But it really comes down to money for these studios and if they think they could turn a profit. And hopefully they they would be able to. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be able to, considering what No Way Home has done um, by itself. And, you know, uh, I wonder about, you know, the first Spider-Verse movie didn't make a ton of change at the box office. But I I expect the, you know, part two and part three to be huge. Um, So, and Miles Morales is awesome. Um, I kind of want him live action, though. That's that's a thing. Interesting thing, thing going forward is how they work that into it. Um, you know, they kind of already have like they they made Tom Holland's version just like uh, Miles Morales in it. They gave him the same kind of friend, like Genki, Miles' mm-hmm. friend in the comic books and you know, even in the video game. That's basically Ned. Um, so I wonder how like it, it Tom Holland and Miles Morales. I don't think that would work. Miles Morales and, and uh, Andrew Garfield would be awesome. Um, you know, be that fun. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's what I want more. I would want more Spider-Man. Um, you know, he's he's the best, um, one of the best superheroes ever, if not, you know, top of the list, top one or two. Uh, so having more, um, yes, as a fan, sure, I, I want it. Why not? Um, you know, just like Vigilante, Vigilante boys always say, I'm greedy and that's okay. You know, I can want what I want and, and give, give me all of it, all of the things. Gordon Gecko does say greed is good. Yeah, greed is good. That's right. Gordon Gecko is a smart man. <laughs> uh so that's the poll from last week guys about uh spider-man movies we got a, a new one up on the twitter account right now it's a little bit of a i don't want to say it's niche because star wars and star trek are two of the biggest sci-fi franchises um ever um but what do you what do you think is best what do you like better do you like uh star trek or star wars you know chris was asking me earlier what um the poll of the week should be and he actually mentioned star wars and star trek and i thought it was interesting i thought to myself that how they are both um blossoming blooming uh, growing on tv right now um uh, whereas they're working out the movie side of things you know obviously book of boba fett's on mandalorian was the biggest show in the entire world um uh, we've got the andor show we've got obi-wan kenobi uh star trek side there's star trek discovery there's lower decks there's uh, Strange Worlds, I think it's called, or Strange New Worlds. I can't remember. Like um, and then there's the Picard show as well. Um, so, like, the, the star shows haven't been bigger than they are right now. Um, and it's on TV, which is, you know, crazy to think um, when both of those uh, franchises were created a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, that they would ever be as big as they are on TV. Um it's also interesting about the the bringing back of old characters. Um, well, yeah, with Picard, yeah, with Picard and with uh, Boba Fett. Um, you know, two old dudes back leading um, leading their own franchise uh, or TV shows. So hit us up in the Twitter, uh, our Twitter poll, guys. Let us know what you think about that one. 
Juan's got a great, great comment here. Like about which group is nerdier, Star Wars fans or Star Trek fans? I think it's Star Trek fans. They have a name. You call them Trekkies. What do you call a nerd who is a fan of Star Wars? Uh, they don't have a name. They I should, though. Have, I think are they sure they should. Oh, absolutely. Well, actually, you know, the, there is a religion of it's Jedi. You could put that down as religion. <laughs> so. so you got that. Uh, Eric Summers in the comments also makes a comment about Shame Dune wasn't a third choice. Chris and I talked about that, about maybe we should have talked about it. But when you think about it, Dune in pop culture is the books and now two movies. Um, Star Trek is multiple movies, multiple TV shows, um, comics, video games, uh, more and more and more. So I, I agree that in the science fiction realm, Dune should be as big. You know, um, it should be, you know, the Lord of the, Lord of the Rings um aspect of it um you know, the size of it that kind of thing um it should be as big but it's just not right now i don't think so that's the poll of the week guys let us know what you think um make sure you vote in the poll uh as for the main topic of the show um that's leakage guys uh, and that's studio leakage um the group yeah, of guys, I, I, not our leakage. Chris and I were doing just fine. Okay, thanks for thanks for being concerned about uh, our whatever. Um, so Chris and I, uh, along with uh, Nico and Zeddy, have a little bit of group chat, and we've been talking about the Batgirl filming the Batgirl suit for what felt like two weeks, maybe more than that. I think it was about two weeks. There's a, a, a Twitter account that's just called the Batgirl Film News, I think. That posts pictures of you know TV sets or um, sets from um, streets, all that kind of stuff. Chris knows a gentleman who lives over there, um, who was talking about Batgirl in general. Um, you know, and suit reveals are a big thing. Um, in specific, I don't know if it's the same for Marvel, but it's specifically in the DC realm. Well, Marvel is better at filming outdoors. <laughs> I sure. think that's the thing because I, I don't remember them having. Um, outdoor leaks recently. I, I think the most, I could be wrong, but Age of Ultron is the last one I remember that was big. Mm. But I, I know we've seen some, like Miss Marvel had some outdoor mm. shooting and we saw the costume because of that. But um, I'm pretty sure it was Age of Ultron, which had the worst of the Marvel movies. Mm. So yeah, it's an interesting thing about studio leaks. Uh, studio leaks. Studio leaks on purpose. Studio leaks uh, by accident. Um, you know, what do we, what do we think about you know, not official photos being released into the world, into the Twitterverse, into so anywhere where, can, where people can see it. Do you think official photos are mandatory? Um, do you think they're required? Um, do you care about leaks? Do you care about knowing things before the official thing comes out? One of the biggest things we saw from the Flash um, shots were that there looked like there were two Ezra's, one that um, was dressing the same as him, looked like a different guy, and obviously they just redid his face for what we see in that teaser trailer from Fandom, that there is two berries, um, and at the time we weren't really sure, but we saw Michael Keaton, um, Bruce Wayne on the steps. We saw um, Ben Affleck, um, his stunt double, riding the motorcycle. You know, we've seen things, um, whether it's official or not. Um, there is lots of leaks um around both studios uh marvel dc anybody chris what do you think about leaks do you care do you want to know before something's official um obviously we, like i said we spent two weeks talking about the batgirl suit uh, when it was going to be released um we were excited about it 
it, they came out and we were still excited about it. So I guess it really didn't matter that we wanted to see the leaks because we still got an official photo at, in the end. So what's your overall thoughts about studio leaks? To be honest, usually I <laughs> stop leaks with all things. Um, usually I, I prefer to avoid leaks like the plague. I, I really don't like leaks because I don't like spoilers. But when it's something like a costume, I honestly don't care. When it was like it's it's fine because we're gonna see a costume in a trailer or a, a official photo anyway. I don't mind. Now, when it comes to something where it's a plot point that we don't need to see, then yeah, that I, I don't like. I don't think it's it's necessary to see that. And some at least set pictures will show too much. But at the same time, I like to believe the studios won't film blatant spoilers outdoors. And I don't I don't think they have. For the most part, I feel like the Batman, there was a there's really only a couple of sequences that were outdoors, and I don't think it was anything spoilery. We've seen in the trailers, and in the case of something like Batgirl, we just know that there's not really a WB is not the best with putting out really good official photos before a set leak, you know, and so that's why. Like I, that is the most I've ever cared about set photos because I was just wanting to see the Batgirl suit, and that I've seen the Batgirl suit, I have no interest in any other set photos. I don't care. I don't want to see them. That's kind of the way I am with them. Yeah, I, like th- th- this was a, just a special instance for all of us. Like I said, because you, know, you and I and, and Nico and, and Zeddy were just really excited about seeing Leslie Grace in the suit. Um, you know, I, we, there was pictures of like a poster or posters on the streets and all that kind of stuff. And again, I didn't really care about that stuff either. Um, I just wanted to see what she looked like in the suit, whether it was a, a crappy shadowy, um, uh, behind the scenes picture where she's hidden holding an umbrella and covered in a hoodie or whatever. Um, I don't really care about that stuff. And, you know, I'm not the, I, I don't really care about spoilers at this point. Um, you know, I knew what happened in No Way Home before I saw No Way Home, and I don't think it affected um, my uh, enjoyment or my not my lack of enjoyment of the movie. Um, you know, I, I always thought that spoilers don't matter because you don't ever just watch a movie once and then not think about it and then not watch it again. Um, you know, you know what happens the second time you watch a movie. And I don't think that hurts the movie, um, knowing what's going to happen. Um, you know, knowing something, what something looks like, that's a little bit different, maybe. Um, you know, a, a suit pick or um, Ben Affleck uh, stunt, uh, the motorcycle. Like, it's interesting we know what the motorcycle looks like now, and I wonder what it would feel like if we didn't know that he was even on a motorcycle and we only saw that in the movie. Um, like, it, it, it's an interesting thing about being more excited about something in the movie theater the first time you see it. But, you know, having seen already seen him on that motorcycle, how can I not be excited for it now? Yeah, and I think that's some of it, too. And, and Zeddy makes a great point that I think some studios like the leaks because it makes the conversation, you know, it makes a trend. You know, those because um, if you look at Twitter over the last two weeks or so, the, the Batgirl movie has been trending almost nonstop. And we weren't seeing anything in these videos or pictures. It was just, hey, look at this wall. Look at that wall. Look at this sign. And and that's and that's fine. But I, I think if WB or Marvel or whoever really cared, they would find better ways around these things. 
Now, there are other kinds of leaks, like the stuff with No Way Home should have never leaked. And that's really the way I feel about it. That stuff should not have gotten out. And like John Kem- uh, Kempia, is that how you pronounce his name? Kempia. Whatever. That guy. Mm-hmm. That strange man. <laughs> Him leaking those pictures was such a shitty thing to do. That took... I, I mean, there's still, there, there were things in that movie that we kind of knew. You know, maybe not guaranteed, but we knew. And so to, to take that away from people, like Cookie mentions, it, she wants that wow moment. And I agree. And doing stuff like that takes that away because there's certain things we can know going into a film. We see the trailers. We know, like, Batman's going to yell at somebody. He's going to beat the crap out of something. He's got multiple vehicles so they could sell toys. But then there's still going to be a wow moment in there somewhere. And that is what needs to be preserved, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think um, I think the studios do know what they're doing. That hurts me a little <laughs> bit to say. I think they do Wanted know right too, by the way. <laughs> where they're filming, how they're filming, and what will be seen. Um you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, from what we saw in, you know, the little of the Batman stuff, all we really saw was some stunt people on some motorcycles. We saw John Turturro, Pattinson, um, Colin Farrell's Oswald walking down some steps with Zoe Kravitz, I think. Um, same with The Flash. We saw some people walking and doing things and then this, and then the, the car chase, motorcycle chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, all the big, it seems like the biggest stuff happens behind the scenes. Like they, they show I, I like to I like to think that they're showing us what they think we want to see just to like I said, create a buzz, create a conversation. And it works. Um, it, it, it works, exactly. It's not like we're not talking about it right now. And it like you said, it has been trending. People have been talking about it. People were eager to see the suit. Um, and then, you know, our Batgirl suit when it came out. And then it was the topic of conversation for, for a little while. And you know, the stuff with No Way Home, you know, the worst kept secret in Hollywood whether or not uh, Garfield or Toby were in the movie. Um, you know, Sony Marvel are still really aren't saying that they're in the movie. Well, like, they're not no posters. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming from yeah. grabs is, is interesting too. I still haven't seen No Way Home and know nothing. I think because most are too, a little too connected. And he is right about that too. I think we as geeks, nerds, whatever you want to call it, we are really dialed into everything that's going on in these productions because we're so mm-hmm. excited for them. It's hard to look away from... Hey, look at this leak or look at that. And and that that is a valid point. A lot of people are able to just kind of brush it off and don't even pay attention to it. Or they're not aware of it. Like there's got to be people who aren't aware that a Batgirl movie is being filmed or yep. that aren't aware of Aquaman coming out at the end of the year, or The Flash and, and so on. Yeah, it's an interesting thing about, you know, holding things back until – you know, you're in, if you just want to be excited, you know, you've talked about how you don't want to see any more um, the Batman trailers. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you haven't watched the Bat and the Cat one. You've seen enough. And I think that at a certain point, you we have seen enough um, for 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 the Batman. And I wonder I think that's a point for any movie. Um, you know, the MCU movies, you know, Endgame at a point had you know, two or three trailers. We didn't need two or three trailers. We needed one trailer and that was it. Same with, I wonder if there was the same for No Way Home. I'd have to go back and remember about the No Way Home trailers. The second, uh, I well, remember. actually, I didn't watch the last one, so I don't know. Okay. Like for No Way Home, I only watched the first two. Mm-hmm. I know they had that third one that came out like right before the movie. I didn't watch that. Now, I don't even think I watched more than one Endgame trailer. I might have only watched the one. It's funny, I, I was, you know, watching set pictures avidly the last two weeks, but I won't watch trailers, so go figure. 
Well, it's you with uh, with pictures. You can put your own context on it. That's it. We don't know um, any context. You know that with trailers, there's you know if the context is what the trailer is telling us, mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases, that's usually a lie. When you think about the MCU stuff, and you know Infinity War, there's that the famous uh, shot from their trailer where Captain America, the Hulk, and a whole bunch of people in Bucky are running, and that's not in the movie at all. So the these studios, I like to think that they're smart people and they know what they're doing. Um, they know what they're showing us and want to show us and they, and there's stuff that w- they won't show us as well. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that we haven't seen Michael Keaton in a bat suit yet. Um, you know, we've seen the flash in his brand new suit. We've seen now Batgirl in a brand new suit and we have not seen Michael Keaton in a bat suit. I think they're holding on to that one. I wonder if we see it in a trailer, um, you know, even the stuff with uh, um, Dwayne Johnson, the black Adam, Oh yeah. Um, the production went all the way along. All we saw was some pictures of rocks, not uh, not the rock, but the rocks and rubble. Um, like there was no, we didn't hardly see anything from that, and the, we only did start to see some stuff. I think maybe a week or so before fandom. Yeah, um, and they weren't really anything gigantic, so that was mm-hmm. cool too. And I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in control of his of the uh, of his movies you know he's always a producing partner um his seven bucks production there they are involved in the uh production of it and they decide what gets to be shown and what what's not shown and we still really haven't seen a, a great picture of him in the suit either uh we saw a yeah. little bit in that teaser where he's getting shot at with the guns but then it ends right away um so i think i think they know the studios know about leaks they want leaks sometimes and sometimes they don't want them to and sometimes when they don't want them and it does get released like stupid tom holland or mark ruffalo saying that everyone's (laughs) just dead um in in infinity war that stuff works for their favor too because people are just talking about it yeah it creates a buzz and that's at the end of the day they need that buzz for people to go see these movies so i think some of these are intentional but then i think some are just unfortunate in a way when a spoiler gets through or something like what happened no way home things like that just shouldn't happen but like a picture yeah. of like the batgirl suit fine or a bat suit fine that's mm-hmm. kind of i guess my thing yeah i mean like you said we we were just excited about the batgirl suit in general we're not yeah. we don't you know we're not going to scour through with a magnifying glass no. looking at the streets of gotham no, I, um, I, I couldn't care less <laughs> but it's an interesting thing you know how everyone seemed to be talking no, not everyone. People on in my Twitterverse were talking about the Batgirl suit and the Batgirl pictures behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I you know I expect that to be going forward when we get more stuff, uh, more stuff filmed. Um, you know, it's interesting that most of the DC stuff is done filming now for a little while. Shazam 2 is done. Aquaman 2 is done. Is the Batman cool? is done. Black Adam is done. Um, the, the only thing filming right now is Batgirl and it's supposed to come out this year, um, later in the year. Um, so it's cool? it's an interesting thing. It is. It's it's interesting in a way. It's also kind of scary that after Batgirl, all we'll be talking about is movies that are coming out, not being filmed, which is an interesting thing. There's usually a you know a rotation, um, something like that. So it's it's interesting. It is. It, it's a very interesting thing when you think about that. Think about it that way. And just the amount, like we talked about last week, but the amount of content we're getting this year is yeah. staggering. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, for sure. So we've already had some comments um, about leakage, uh, studio leakage. Um, let us know, guys, what you think on the Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter at G of the Geeks. Um, I just want to say hey to Mason Comics and Crosses in the in the comments there. Thanks so much for coming along. We've got Lauren in the comments as well, who jumped on just a little while ago. Chris, I think it's going to wrap it up for us, man. 
think you got so. anything else going on you want to talk about or just uh, do your plugs? We'll head on out of here. Are you excited for anything next week? Um, not that I can think of. Everyone's talking about Scream. I wish I was able to see it. Yeah. Chris, did you see it? Or are you going to see it? I really want to see it, but I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to, mm. I might see it this week, though. I'm, I'm a big Scream fan. I know. It's it's so, really upsetting. I hate that the stu- uh, the theaters are closed here. Um, I wish I, I would be going to see it um, for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping maybe I'll get to it this week. Um, yeah, as for, as for stuff, like I said, I'll be watching the Yellow Jack season finale uh, probably tomorrow. Um, as for comics, I'm not really sure. I think there – actually, oh, there is one that's coming out next week, and that's the last book you'll ever read, number five. Um, and, you know, the story from Colin Bunn is just bananas and crazy. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to that. And also Primordial number five, uh, number four, number five, I can't remember. Uh, let me just take a quick here. Number five, it's the penultimate issue. I'm really hoping – that we're really building towards somewhere, we're really getting somewhere, because the series looks really good from his art from Sorrentino, but I'm just waiting for that story to pick up. And I'm hoping, I think I've mentioned this on a couple of shows that I've been on recently, that it's going to, I hope it reads really well um, as a collected issue. I think uh, it will. all together, yeah. I think that it will, because I uh, I actually gave up on it for right now. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for That's it fair. Even like, I, I, yeah, I understand that for sure. <laughs> yeah, like I read Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer number two this week, which I was really excited about. Hmm. And I don't want to read it anymore. I'm done. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a massive disappointment. I'm good. I might pick it up when it's a trade. I'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any comics I'm looking forward to this week off the top of my head. Um, I'm really only looking forward to a trailer. But tomorrow, that's about it. Right. Yes. Uh, the Moon Knight trailer. Um, do you know what time it's coming out? Something to do with football and. I'm just gonna wait till I'm gonna be up like at 7 a.m. just watching the Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, no, it comes uh, on uh, during some football game. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's Monday, Friday. so I assume it's Monday Night Football. Um, Maybe we might do like an impromptu live show. <sighs> that Chris is just making that up as he's going along. He I am, and himself. it's wonderful. <laughs> I, I think uh, and uh, uh, number seven, Moon Knight number seven, I think comes out this week too. Oh, does it? Okay. Um, I think it does. So a little bit of Moon Knight. Yeah, Chris uh, is very excited for Moon Knight. I'm excited for Chris. Um, I'm also a little bit scared, too, because um, there was some stuff in that short little teaser that even had you scratching your head about yeah. what was happening. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very curious about certain aspects of it. But I decided earlier I'm going to – I'm not going to say a lot about it tonight because I know I get very excited, and I'd rather <laughs> wait till I see the full trailer. <laughs> Uh, so it's also exciting that it, uh, Moon Knight is probably for sure than the next uh, Disney Plus show. I think that makes sense that we haven't seen a trailer for Miss Marvel or whatever the other one is. Oh, She-Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, should be fun. Uh, we should get a release date probably sometime in February, I would think. Brad says the game is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central. 8 o'clock Eastern. Thank you, sir. So that means the trailer will probably be 8 Central, 9 Eastern, if I had to guess. Or maybe like halftime. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to oh, make so, me wait. Yeah, Central. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not um, cool, bro. Not cool. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, what's up to Cookie Monster. We wanted to talk about Euphoria in the comments. You mentioned it on our Twitter accounts, and I think Juan was going to back her up on that. So uh, big shout out to the Euphoria fans. And I also want to apologize for last week. I thought that that Netflix show 
with Zidania and John David Washington called Mark and Somebody. Malcolm and It's a black and white show. What's that? Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. I thought that was Euphoria. Um, but it's double check. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Mark, it's Mark and Mindy. Well, not Mark and Mindy. Mark and the funky, Marky Mark and the funky bunch. Marky Mark and the funky bunch. Anyway, so I confused one Zidania project for another Zidania. So So Euphoria, um, my wife has been meaning to watch that. Um, yes, thank you. I'm confused myself. And I also, if you can let me know, Cookie, my daughter is 13. Um, can she watch, should she watch Euphoria? Um, I'm not really not so much concerned about the should or the could, but maybe the should. Is it a, is it a show for young girls to, I don't know, whatever. I was under the impression it was very adult. Okay. I, I, I have no idea. Um, I was thinking about starting I, it also just because I was going through HBO Max and was on there like, well, I'm, all I have now to watch is Succession, which is great, but <laughs> I'm still like plowing through that and it takes me some time. All right, so Cookie and Juan both say nope, so that's good enough for me. Um, but I've heard it's very, very good. Um, I know my, my my wife is interested into watching it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't think I have anything else exciting to watch. Chris is just going to gush all week about Moon Knight, um, and we'll see what happens, see if we have to do an impromptu it. live show just for Chris to explode on the screen and just freak out. Uh, then we will do that. I think that was a good like Nick Cage impression just now. Yeah, yeah they, oh, that's right. <laughs> Whoa, it was great. Um, okay, we'll see. Maybe yeah. we'll see. It depends what time it's on, or and how many times I watch it before we want to do it. <laughs> if you if you want to watch it and do the show, or you just want to keep watching the trailer over, and I might just do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did watch the fifteen second one a gross amount of times. Why? Um, okay, uh, Chris, uh, give me some uh, plugs there, man. So. Before I plug myself, we have some people in the comments I actually want to plug a bit. So Grabs is a good friend of ours. He has started a new YouTube channel where he is going to be going through his budget for comics and toys every month. And I guess he's going to teach us how to budget too. So if you guys can, please check out Grabs' YouTube channel. If you can, Grabs, put the URL and we'll um, we'll include it in the comments or the, the description of the video. And also, I saw Mason was in here earlier. Mason is Comics and Crosses, and he just started his own show as well. It's a morning show. So you guys need to go ahead and check out Comics and Crosses on Twitter and YouTube and and do that, please. They're good guys, Uh, Mason and and Grabs. As for me, my plugs are you can follow me on Twitter at ThatChris70. You can also follow us on Twitter at Geeks. And that's all I got. I've talked enough tonight. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Emmett Davis seven on Twitter. And like uh, Chris said, just follow our show uh, Twitter account uh, at G of the geeks. Um, in our bio, uh, we have our, our, all of our shows. You can be found on our link tree right there. And as well, the podcast version of this show and all the other shows that we will be doing is available wherever you can get your podcast. Uh, last week, I kind of fumbled our end of the show uh outros because we didn't really have anywhere for our podcast to go um we didn't even have any shows on the youtube channel yet uh so it's all there um uh anywhere you get your podcast spotify apple uh google uh wherever you get your podcasts uh in saying all that for chris and myself hashtag hold on i just remembered also (laughs) i did (laughs) i forgot this zeddy and i are back doing world's finest where we cover superman and lois 
So please check that out as well. Follow the Vigilante 1939 on Twitter to find it. Sorry. <laughs> In saying all that, for Chris and myself, hashtag we gather on Sundays. We gather on Sundays. <laughs>